You're listening to the Sherlock Podcast, hosted by Steve Steele and Anthony Abbott. The Sherlock Podcast is an everyday review of the Holmes canon. You can find us on Twitter at SherlockPodC1 and on Instagram at Sherlock underscore podcast. The game is afoot. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this latest episode of the Sherlock Podcast. I am your co-host, Anthony Abbott, and I'm joined by my other co-host... The much more lively Steve Steele. Yeah, um, it's been it's been a, a crazy a crazy week and a half. Uh, my my wife gave birth to two lovely boys, Alfie and Damon. Uh, so we we're kind of re- we've changed our recording schedule a little bit to try and fit around uh, <laughs> the craziness of my life. So uh, apologies that we're. Uh, we've changed our, our dates a little bit. So so welcome to to uh, Christmas in June. So it's June and we're reading a Christmas story, which is kind of nice. I kind of it's it's been kind of warm, so I kind of felt a little bit cooler to to read a Christmas story, like uh, about all the icy chills in this story. Um, so Steve, if you want to do your synopsis, and then we can kick into uh, what we thought of the story. This week's synopsis is a little blue carbuncle. Uh, it's a classic Holmes short story. Uh, when Watson visits Holmes around Christmas time, Sherlock is already analyzing a hat. From the hat, Holmes deduces, deduces major characteristics to the victim of an attempted mugging. The man lost his hat and his holiday goose. The commissioner who dropped off the hat storms back, producing a, oh, and he brought out the goose as well. But Holmes tells him to keep the goose because it won't keep for much longer. Nobody wants a rotting bird on their uh, pan, their I don't know what they call it, uh, counter sideboard, sideboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh, but the, when the commissioner saw his back, he produces a giant blue gem his wife found inside the goose, which Holmes had gifted the commissioner, right, when he brought it back. Holmes identifies the gem as the story's namesake, the Blue Carbuncle. After some less, uh, some less conventional messages like ads in the paper, he finds the victim and traces the victim back to the supplier of the geese. Holmes gets the information by playing the, man, the man's perceived degeneracy and gambling. Still not enough, but a solid lead. Our hero was ready to walk away in a stroke of luck that while still near the geese salesman slash degenerate gambler, he's also geese salesman slash wholesaler slash bird hustler. Not really sure what his trade would be called. Bird hustler sounds good. Yeah, bird hustler. I was thinking uh, foul flinger as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that description. That's awesome. Yeah, foul flinger. I, I was like, I don't know what to call this word. Um, foul flinger was yeah, also high on the list. That's gone into yeah. lexicon, man. That's it. That's yeah, done. The <laughs> yeah. Ducking out there, you know, ducking goose, <laughs> duck, duck goose, baby. That's what we got on the grill. All right. So he overhears a man begging for the location of the aforementioned sold geese. Holmes uh, charms the man, then kind of gets him into a cab, you know, under like, I can help you. I, I have just the answers you need. Follow me. He gets him in the cab, takes him to Baker Street, where he basically confronts the man, knowing that, you know, this guy is the thief of the blue carbuncle, and that's why he's looking for the geese. The man gives the full-blown confession. Holmes in disgust lets the man walk, fearing that he adequately scared him. Because once again, Sherlock Holmes lets his man go. This is a reoccurring theme on this podcast. It's been a controversial topic in the past, but that's more or less a very brief. As I continue to do these, I try to make it shorter and less spoilerific as I yeah. go. Yeah, I think that's a really good uh, synopsis of what, what, what happens in the story. Um, I I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a great story. It's like one of my favorites. I love, 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 love watching the Jeremy Brett episode at Christmas it's, time. It's it's the best episode of the Brett. Show. Yeah, it's it's in my it's in my like little so at and, Christmas Christmas time like I'll watch like the uh, Alistair Sims Scrooge. I love that. Yes. I'll watch this, 
And then do you know what? I'll 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 also enjoy Peter Cushion's version of this, the BBC one. I've never seen Peter Cushion's. Is that on oh, YouTube? It's it, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so when I watched this, which was probably a month ago now, the bread episode. When I was reading this, I couldn't get over how beat for beat this matched. The only difference between this short story and the television adaptation they did with the Jeremy Brett show for me that I can remember was they showed the crime at the beginning where the attempted at mugging happened, and other than that, just you know, further elaborated dialogue. And you basically have this short story that gives the script. It's incredible how faithful that show sometimes is. Sometimes they stray, but this one is one of those straight down the middle, clean adaptations, which makes it fantastic. I, I, I think in the Jeremy Brett one, Watson says more about the hat. Because in this one, like like Watson, if like he says uh, he sees certain things on the hat and it's almost like he's afraid to say them in case he's wrong. So he's like, tell us. Well, I mean, if you had a, like uh, a person devoid of real like compassion and empathy, like Holmes is for it's appears, especially with Watson. Yeah, not so much always, but like with Watson, he's very cold at times, very sterile. So, and very matter of fact. So, if I was Watson, like he, there's a point in the story where Watson actually says, like, you know, like you know, I know I'm stupid, but like type of situation. <laughs> I think he says stupid. But like along those lines, like I, I wouldn't dare compare myself to the great Holmes and like almost a sarcastic tone. So that occurs here. And I think that's that's very much conveyed in the story is that Watson's intimidated by Holmes's like deduction skills and doesn't want to partake in the game out of fear of ridicule. Uh, because I um but like when I when I when you check it, he actually got like quite a lot of the stuff. Like, I mean, he saw he that the that the hat had been inked over he saw that the the loop thing that the the, the fastener was broken and, and i think he noticed that the hair as well inside it so like i i think and i think this is like the example of true what what Holmes says is that we see stuff but we just don't deduce anything from it so well, the, the difference between holmes and watson is watson can see the characteristics but he doesn't it's kind of like he he sees the conclusion of the puzzle, but he doesn't actually see how the puzzle pieces fit. Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. Like he, he can't draw the lines out. So remember those little puzzles when your kid little mazes? You just start at the top and you draw the line all the way through, and you use the pencils to get erase yep. and make. Yeah, Watson. Watson can see the center, but he can't trace the path. Like he doesn't under like that's the key to Sherlock Holmes is he can trace every path. There's a, there's a, a very expert opinion on what everything is. So again, I keep bringing up the ink blots. He deduces from the ink blots that the man still has some pride about him because he's trying to color uh, cover up the discolorations in the hat. So like he's down in his luck, but he was once up on his luck. His wife no longer loves him because she's no longer cleaning the hat. You know what I mean, which is awesome. He, um, <laughs> he has a large head, so he therefore he probably imagines the guys of high intelligence. Like there's a lot of really good deduction in this. Like a lot of these previous stories haven't had great deduction breakdowns. It's kind of gotten skimpy over the last few weeks. Not in every case, but in some cases, definitely. This is one of the best showcases of Holmes's deduction skills in a short story. I found. I, I, I did enjoy that just uh, about the uh, the brush where it's like. If your wife doesn't brush your hat, she doesn't, doesn't love you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I noticed that you're wearing a, a baseball cap right now. Has uh, has Corey given that a brush fit at any stage? No, but she is doing my laundry right now. So I mean, <laughs> uh, like, I, I think she still loves me for now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> I love that. For now. Uh, I I did. Uh, I also thought it was kind of funny that uh, that the Holmes is like this fashion aficionado because he knew that these hats came into style like three years ago. So he's I been, told you I relate to Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> he's he's watching he's watching the fashions and uh, the, the half fashions of the day. So I thought that was kind of kind of cool. Um, 
Yeah, like I also thought of um, like how, like when the guy came in and he was like excited to see the, the like Peterson with the the stone and like uh, all that kind of stuff. Like when they told him how much the reward was, like uh, because the countess who owned the, the stones has sentimental value and obviously she wanted what, it back. What was the what was the reward? It, it was a thousand pounds. So I, I've gone to our little. UK our, inflation calculator. Weekly, how much yeah. money is that today? Yeah, I love this. One hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars, a thousand pounds, one hundred and thirty-one thousand. That's like four hundred thousand dollars in Canadian. Yeah. So, yeah, so nice. no wonder the poor man like nearly fell into the chair. But I actually did have a question, and I don't want to get into an argument about it, like because that's, we don't do these things anymore. But did you think it was fair um, that they didn't tell Henry Baker about what they'd found because, yes. like? He, he was there to be cleared as a suspect. He wasn't there. Okay. To be, um, like, no one thought the carbuncle was his. They were trying to see if he was the thief of the carbuncle because it came out of the goose that he was carrying. So he didn't need to, he was on a need to know basis. And I, yep. I, he didn't, he, 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 like, that guy was like tickle pinky that he got his hat back. And then he, like, there's a disappointment where he realized he thinks he's out of goose because he can't afford it. <laughs> and then Holmes was like, no, no, I replaced it. You'll find an adequate one over there. And the guy, like the guy's just looking at the goose the rest of the shed, the rest of the time he's at Baker Street. He's like, he's, he's like licking his lips, like, oh, I got a fresh goose. This is so exciting. I was so down about that goose, but now there's gonna be a Christmas for my family. And that's uplifting. It's a really cool thing. Like shillings haven't been a plentiful. I can't afford to take out an ad, things like that. Like Henry Baker is an innocent victim in all this. He just bought a goose. So I think Holmes brings him there to see if there's anything he's lacking. Like, does he care about the goose? Does he care about the hat? Or is he, is he distracted? He's looking for that detail. And obviously Henry Baker has no idea there's a car, the blue carbuncle inside this goose. And he's just really excited that he's going to have a, he didn't lose anything. And if anything, he just got a delay and Christmas is saved and the poor guy is going to be fine. So no, it wasn't unfair to him at all. If anything, it, it further, it made him less incriminable, incriminating, if you would like, the only yeah. thing he did was break a window, I think, by accident. That's all he did. Yeah, the, the only reason I said it was is because obviously, he's, like Holmes knows, he's down on his look, and technically, I guess he found the carbuncle because it was in his goose, and he just happened to be, you know what I mean. So that's the only reason I, I, I kind of mentioned it. Is, it. it is a it is a sad state of affairs yeah. that he didn't get that goose home because if the wife had found it, bro, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah he right, made himself a fresh hat. <laughs> you know, like, I, I just love I just love uh, the, the the part as well where. Um, like they're talking about the stone and like how many like it's only been found a few years ago and it already has this horrible tainted past of like there's been somebody's like there's been murders there's been like a, a vitriol throwing uh Holmes calls it like the devil the devil's pet baits or something like that it's just I just love that bit how they described like something so beautiful has such an evil past most, just, mo- most precious stones do That's- it's it's just crazy. Like I just, I just love that. Like I kind of like just the the contrast between like how it's this beautiful blue clear uh, gem, and then on the other side, it's like it's it's got blue. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. Any real truly famous stone, like I don't know if the blue carbuncle is real. I doubt it is. I, I haven't googled that. So if someone out there, one of our listeners, wants to tell me it is real, go ahead. But I find any very famous stone that uh, extreme rarity, like a blue carbuncle would be, has a very sordid, piracy, bloodthirsty, greed. The worst of humanity comes out of those types of things, right? So that's what I think he's touching on here. Because even back then, it was probably even worse. So, 
we all we also got to see a little bit of uh, a little bit more of Holmes's sense of humor in this one too. When Peterson came in and he was like, "Mr. Holmes, like the goose or whatever like that," and he's like, "Did did it like come back to life and fly out the window?" <laughs> Uh, I, 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 my favorite part about Holmes' sense of humor in this episode is when um, he walks away so proud of himself that he he baited the guy into giving them information by betting him a simple shilling. Oh. <laughs> he like walks away and bellows and laughs like he can't contain it. He's like, like he fell for it. Like he, he's like he's like if I had held a gun to the guy, I couldn't have got more information out of him. How well it worked. He's like he's like a, a, a sh- just like testing his gambling it was like enough to get everything he ever wanted more. The guy pulled the book out pointed to it for him like here you go so that was, that was my favorite part of the book actually was that like Holmes situation because the guy's like buzz off will you i've been getting harassed about these geese all day they'll oh, leave me alone what what did you do you and Holmes being the genius he is just like well you know i have a bet with my friend he's like oh a bet you say <laughs> well then that changes everything let me give you every detail in the book here and also let cut me in i want some of this bet too let me make a dollar off your dumb ass because i know the answer and i like Holmes has to like keep a straight face and portray that like he knows he isn't wrong like <laughs> that uh, that was that was amazing what, what what did he say is like uh when i see somebody with the uh the pink on in his pocket and that that, that cut of whiskers so i guess gambler gamblers back in this time had a certain type of whiskers that they wore that would uh, put them out as uh gamblers but uh the pink uh, I, and- I, I know nothing of that um but <laughs> i'm sure that like that may have been a thing i don't know uh, the, Maybe, the, the, the pink perhaps I looked up the, what the, the pinkin is, and I guess it was like some sort of a sports supplement that used to come in newspapers back in the day, and it always come on like pink paper. So that's why it was called a pinkin. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. nice research. Yeah, thank you. I, 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 I like to put my heart and soul into these things. You know? I, I got that vibe. I mean, I, yeah. I'm very impressed that you knew what that was and explained it to me. A plus. Yeah. I wonder, they, I wonder if they still give away the pinkin in the Strand magazine. Do what, sorry? I wonder if they gave away the pinkins in the Strand magazine. No, it was like newspaper things, right? So it'd be like... Uh, Wasn't the Strand Magazine basically a newspaper? No, I think it was like a kind of like a... Um, like just like a, a magazine that just had different articles and stuff in it so it wasn't like a newspaper oh okay yeah it's like yeah. I, it, it would be amazing if like it was cross-promotional like that, yeah. <laughs> a job like i'm in the strand they give out the pink and i'll take an extra cut of the bread here real quick give me a few extra things i'll do it yeah i, I, I liked it I liked that, the that, that would be kind of cool and he also said uh it's like but, the, it's like the, it's a it's the old short story late 19th century version of like a manscaped ad on a podcast yeah. I, I love that yeah yeah, uh, d- oh my God. Anyway, well, we 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 can safely say that we're never going to have a manscape thing on this podcast. Um, so, so uh, th- like th- he also said, like just kind of like a, a little uh, aside to the uh, to the to the foot to the humor. He also said like that we're going to have a woodcock or something like that for for dinner. And he was like, "Oh, we should make recent occurrences. We should check with Mrs. Hudson that there's nothing in the crop." I just thought I was going to. Yeah, another answer. investigation. That's like the last line <laughs> of the story. That, again, this is a, this is a fantastic story. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know if maybe the subject matter doesn't tie me, like, um, say the Redheaded League or another one, but this is like right there. So when we get to the score, it's going to be a little lower, but it's no way a negative reaction to it. I just think there's not a whole lot here, but he makes the most out of less here. Whereas, like, um. Where I found, like, I think it was the case of identity. There was nothing there, and it was just like, why does this exist? And even to a lesser extent, the orange pips. I think this story, he takes nothing and makes a whole lot of something out of it. It's wonderfully done. Oh, it's it, it's amazing, and I just like when, as you said, like like even the bit where uh, I love that bit too, when he kind of conned the 
the, the geese, the, the goose salesman the, too. The, 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 the foul flogger. Yeah, yes. the, 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 yeah, the, the foul flogger into like giving, giving up the information. I really, really enjoy that. And then like when, when they got back to uh, Baker Street, like this guy, uh, what was his name? The guy that, that committed the crime? I, uh, I don't remember his name. It's only said like once. He offers an alias, like Ryder or something like that. Yeah, like. that his, his name is Ryder. That's it, James Ryder or something like that. Anyway, like, where, like he's just like, He's a sniveling little, little so and so, and um, he excellently portrayed in the bread episode, by the way. Yeah, and and like and and Holmes was like, you know, like like didn't have to, any time for his like histrionics at all. He was like, like just get, get up. Out. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hear you sniveling and crying and all What's that kind of stuff. No so. words, just get out. I believe is what he says. Yeah, he just opened the door and said, "But when the guy was like sniveling, saying, have mercy on me,' blah blah blah, and He's like, like groveling at his shoes." Yeah. Also, for the record, like, look, I I eat meat. I'm not here, but like, I, I felt so bad. Like they're just slaughtering geese willy nilly. I was like, I was uncomfortable with it. Like, I I know I eat the crap. I eat. I don't eat geese. I don't think I've ever had goose in my life. But it's just like, and like the poor bird, he's just shoving this big rock down its gullet. Like this is, this is awful. Like I mean, I, I'm a big softy in this regard. So like maybe just disregard me. But like I, I this is like a like it's kind of like when they killed the dog. I think in the study in Scarlet or the yeah. sign of the play of Scarlet. This one, this one wasn't quite as bad as that, but I was like, mm, it, I got to take into account it was written in the 19th century and just move the hell on and get over my get my big boy feelings. So yeah, that was my that's probably my biggest knock on the story. It's like uh, the story of like he like shoves the damn thing down the bird's throat and then he kills the wrong goose. But I mean, all the goose were, geese were gonna die anyway. But I was like, but but like his his sister like must have thought he was an absolute like. Mad, like like madman because she's like been fattening up a goose that was called Jim's goose <laughs> and it's three pounds heavier than this one that he wanted and like like she came out to find him like like messing at the goose and then him saying that he wanted this one and she's just like the d- dummy the guy is a terrible criminal he loses the goose basically immediately yeah within seconds like the moment he shoves it down his belt he's lost it because like it runs away and then he, he picks up the wrong one like he should have just been like no I'm taking this one he should have never let his arms off like this is my friend Hell, simulate that you're falling in love with it sexually or something. Whatever you got to do, chief. Like, <laughs> like you know, like be convincing if you have yeah. him. Because she comes out there and he's like grabbing it, and you know, God knows what he's doing. So lean into it, chief. Like it doesn't matter. Like it is what it is. Like you know, you're not you're not actually gonna f the goose. So don't worry about it. You know. And I, if I, you are, then you're degenerate, and I hate you. But anyway, that's. Uh, I, I I also loved like the little bit when uh, his his friend, who's the uh, the criminal guy. Uh, he takes the board over like to tell them that he's got this stone and he wants to kind of sell on the black market or whatever. And then they cut the goose open and then it's not there. I would have loved to what see. What do you say? My, my, my insides turned to water? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, I, I just, I just would have loved to be like a, a fly in the wall to see like when, you know, you're, you're there like going, oh my God, I'm going to be like a, like a millionaire. And then it's like, it's not there. And it's another, another like, really, what do I do? Uh, there's another really funny part about this that I, I oh one other thing I wanted to note I think this is like we've done ten stories now I think this is ten or the ninth this yeah is the ninth. I think it's the ninth yeah yeah, yeah. this is the ninth. I think this is the sixth or seventh time the term Watson said I ejaculated has popped up and I will ever be a uh, pathetic little minded dirtbag and laugh at that every single time Watson ejaculates I, I can't help myself I'm sorry I well, apologize to other people out there with better sensibilities than me but it's just I, I laugh every time. Well, you know, it's like we're 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 big big kids at heart, and it's that kind of stuff that you know. It's, I just love uh, the word. Like, <laughs> like, no, knowing what the word means makes me laugh, but I, I just love it as an expression for like yeah. I yelled. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, it's like instead of I yelled or I screamed or I you know 
I exclaimed, it's I ejaculated, and I chuckle every single time. So, so I know we had this kind of argument that we had, and we've kind of promised ourselves that we're not going to like call ourselves names and, and stuff like that. So, like, I, I'll just kind of go back to it because it is like it's a kind of Christmas redemption story that like like Holmes is letting this guy off. And yes. did, did that sit okay with you? Yes. Yeah, but again, I don't. Th- I think this guy is a down as luck serve servant back then. The social scale is really messed up back then, so I'm I'm very Robin Hoodie, steal from the rich, give to the poor type situation. That's just how I think, especially back then. But I mean, I don't think this guy necessarily deserved to get off with it. But at the same time, like I didn't take issue with it. Um, I don't know. It, this one, like, like I said, there's nobody, nobody was hurt other than the poor goose. So maybe he, he killed a goose for no reason, but that goose was going to die anyway. So, yeah. I mean, and the poor I guy, that, um, and the poor guy that was in jail for a couple yeah, of days. Right? I, like, that's what I think. Like, maybe he should have been reported on this one. Like, I, I'm much closer to this one needing to be reported than I think. Um, I think there was another one where I was very steadfast against the oh, the case of identity. So, what's our was a case of identity that he like he let him out the door as well, or no, he couldn't do anything with case of identity. There was actually no real crime, I suppose, in that one, was there? Yeah, no. Um, I, th- I think it was the um the 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 criminal father that murdered the other father. Oh yes, in the Boscom Valley, right? Yeah, where I, I was, where I made the point that like, look, he, he's repented over the years. And the guy he killed was kind of a piece of garbage. So, like, you're going to have to let him slide on this one. And you're like, he's still a murderer. I'm like, okay, that's true. But he seems like he's on the path. to re- he, He's redeemed himself. But he just seen – he saw this as, like, a necessary means to an end while he was coming to the end of his life. I, I, but that one was way more objectionable of letting go than, say, the uh, the carbuncle thief here. Like, I, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't like, think that really needs any – Yeah, it's, it's definitely um... – yeah, as this I said, was, you're like it's definitely a story of Christmas redemption, and this was the Holmes version of Beyond Scared Straight on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, from it's one of another one of those that when I read when I was a kid, um, I loved the bits because I love Christmas. Like Christmas, it's is a fantastic like, story. It, it's it's huge to me. Christmas is and. Uh, I love all Christmas movies and Christmas stories and stuff like that. So this this one was like, I was hoping beyond hope that it would still be as good as the time when I read a kid and it lived up to it. It was. It was I, I think this might even be better as an adult than as a child. It, it, even though I've like watched the Jeremy Brett episode about a million times, it, it still didn't ruin it because it was just a little bit different, which was kind of nice. I, I, I don't know how different it is. I just think it's easier to take in a shorter breath. Like this is not, it doesn't take long to read. It's a pretty easy read. Yep. But I really, truly believe this is about as point for point, beat for beat, as close to the TV show and the, the short story matching as you'll find. Uh, we'll, when we get into the uh, Brett lineage, which I, I assume we'll probably do first after this, either that or the BBC Sherlock. But I think a big point of contention is how close they are to the stories. Yep. And I think this one's ahead of the class, like a very, very tight. Uh, Sign of the Floor was pretty close, but it wasn't nearly as close. Um, I haven't and, finished all the episodes yet either, so and it was it was actually like really well cast as well, like all the characters that were cast. Yeah, and it, were, were this is my favorite yeah. Jeremy Brett episode so far. Yeah, and I imagine it will forever be my favorite Jeremy Brett episode. But the, yeah. uh, the ne- next week's episode is also a very good episode of the Brett series as well. Not as good, but uh, the Speckled Band is next week. Oh, another like yeah, it's like we're we're kind of like 
reeling off a couple of like good epic good uh we're, good we're stories off, like, a, a lot of like it seems like we're getting to the real meat and potatoes yeah okay. yeah man big time so uh, i guess we have to kind of give our our pipe scores and our overall feeling we've kind of given our overall feelings of this, this story and stuff so in terms of your pipe scores, what would you give this fella? I'm giving this one an 8.5 out of 10 pipes. And the only reason it's lost a point and a half is a, I can't rank it higher than my favorites. And I feel he took a lot of nothing and made a lot of something out of it. So while that's a, a positive, it's also a negative in the sense that there's not much there. He makes it work to the best of his abilities. and He does a fantastic job, but it, it's light. It's tri- uh, it's trivial to a degree, but he delivers on everything else, so it gets an eight and a half. Uh, excellent stuff here. Yeah. Um, what's my t- like? You've been kind of keeping track of the score, so what's my highest one that I've given? I think you gave the redheaded league a nine. Okay, so this one I'm going to give an eight point eight because I think it's yeah, I think it's, it's right there. It's definitely yeah, right there. I don't, I don't it's it, like there's it's not just a story. It's the kind of like the the little things i have with it with you know like like remember when i was a kid and just the the christmas connection and it, it's it was just a joy to read like you know yeah, it's, it, it, it's it's awesome uh, as you said like i mean like there's there's a couple of stories where you kind of struggle through some of them and you're just like oh god like i'll read it again just to see if i can kind of get the the, the flow what's happening this one like straight through one go like just loving every bit of it um yeah man i, I definitely think that was uh like one of the better ones it's um it's definitely helped me through my 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 sleepy my sleepless time right now it's been kind of nice just to have a little break sleepless time in any time yeah i i know so um just just for our listeners here like uh we're going to take a little bit of a a break just because uh as my my wife has had twins and there's a lot of work (laughs) to be done in the house um and i just need to kind of just a get everything on an even keel and just make sure that like I'm prioritizing what I need to prioritize. So we're probably going to take a break of like two or three weeks just to let me get my life back in, in place. Like we do have like we've, we've nine stories now. This would be like the ninth one. So there is a, a lot of, um, there is a lot of stuff to, for you to catch up on. Uh, like there is a lot of episodes we've done already. Uh, hopefully you've really, you've, you've started to see how, we're growing as we go along because like, you know, we took some, we took some of the criticisms or in some of the feedback that we've had and ch- tried to change the show a little bit. And we I think that's less about us. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I think that's, that's what we needed to do and remember why we started doing the show. So yeah. Um, if you've any feedback for us, like I'll still be posting some stuff on um, to social media, like on Twitter and Instagram, give us a follow, Steve, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at SherlockPodC1. I hate that Twitter handle. I mean, we got to find we gotta something better. It's weird. Anyway, and on Instagram at Sherlock underscore podcast. I like that. Handle. Yeah, it's, it, it's Twitter does something weird when you like it, it just added that. I mean, there's lots, there's probably lots of Sherlock pods. Yeah. So um, I, I would like to, if it's okay with you, I'd like to dedicate this episode to my courageous, uh, amazing wife, Sarah, uh, who uh, safely delivered. Uh, the two little carbuncles downstairs that are crying in the background. <laughs> yes, we will definitely dedicate this to the the braver, stronger, yeah. more courageous Abbott. Yeah, for, yeah. For, 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 for you. For Hope sure. you're healing well. Hope you're sleeping. Hope he doesn't suck too much at like being a partner in the situation. And um, all the best uh, to both of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. And I, like as I said, like I am. I'll, I'll post some stuff on on social media to keep people's interest. Uh, the next story is 
another great one and uh we're definitely gonna enjoy reading that one and reviewing we'll it. get so, there when we get there yeah so until next time dear readers dear listeners the game is afoot take care <laughs>